Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Self Love Club podcast is brought to you by Dilma. Enjoy a cup of comfort at home with Dilma. When everything is thrown up in the air, nothing beats a good cup of Dilma to restore some normality. The Self Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. I'm your host, Belle Crawford. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women who are doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self love and self care practices, and they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. During these unsettling times, the Self Love Club will continue to be a safe place for you. We can navigate through this time together with the community we have built over the past 18 months. Gorgy faces you. In this episode, I'm joined by journalist, podcaster and author Frances Cook, who specialises in all things finance. In this episode, we cover the economic impact of the COVID-19 global pandemic, financial tips for you during lockdown. How can we manage and be smart with our money when we're likely to have less of it and people are unfortunately losing their jobs? Get expert advice and practical tips. And just a note, we are still recording interviews during this pandemic. Thankfully, most of my April uh, into May content has already been recorded. But bringing you episodes like these, which are needed in these times, I'm interviewing via Zoom. I'm not able to have guests in studio anymore. International trips have been put on hold at this stage. And that's okay. That's just how things are. So I'm doing my best. Um, I found a really good solution. And the audio in this episode is really good. So please be mindful of that we are continuing to podcast during this time if you're in New Zealand for official information about COVID-19 you can visit covid19.govt.nz unite against COVID-19 on Instagram you can find us at self love club podcast on Instagram give us a follow share us with your friends in your stories that helps heaps in getting the message out enjoy Francis Cook, welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. Thank you so much for your time today. It's a bit different. Usually I do all my interviews in person, but this one in the current situation, we're on Zoom. So hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello and lovely to be somewhat here together. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, tell us about yourself and what you do. So I am a journalist to begin with, but these days I am a journalist on podcasts. The main one that most people know me from is Cooking the Books, which is personal finance. And I ended up writing a book as well, Tales from a Financial Hot Mess. I'm super, super passionate about everyone can be doing at least better with their money. Most of us could be doing a lot better and it could be made so simple. It is honestly, personal finance is not hard. It just has lots of jargon and confusing words, but it's really fun and really simple. We'll talk through some of your tips soon that we could be using at the moment, but talk us through your understanding of the economic impact of COVID-19. Obviously, it's affecting so many people. Uh, There are economists saying that unemployment is set to rise between 15 and 30%. 
So people, you know, are probably going to be a bit worried about their money and, you know, potentially their incomes and their jobs at this time. It's quite full on. It is. And it's it's really awful, actually. I was actually just saying to someone the other day, the worst thing about having a pandemic that combines with an economic crisis is I have so many friends right now who need a hug and I can't give them one. I have quite a few friends in different industries who have already lost jobs. So I think the big thing right now is you can't really control what happens with this awful disease. You can't really control what happens with your job, but you can control how much you prepare for things. You know, you can stay home, you can be safe, you can start stacking your cash in an emergency savings account. There are things that you can do to look after yourself, have a bit more control and feel a bit calmer about it all. Yeah, and that's exactly right. I mean, people are probably needing a few financial tips. What are some ways that we could be smart with our money at the moment? Well, the big one is first, don't panic. (laughs) And to really take a look at things and be like, okay, if worst comes to the worst, if I lose my job, what are the core expenses I have to keep paying? And that's housing, that's food, that's transport, that's your utility bills like power and things. Those are the only things that are true essentials. So work out how much those cost you in a month and how much savings you have and how long that will get you through. Now, even if you look at that and it's a couple of weeks, it's going to, you're going to think that that's going to freak you out. But actually, it's weird. Our, Our heads do something weird. We like certainty. Even if it's bad news, people like to know where they stand. So just bite the bullet, have a look at that, see where you're at. And then the next thing to do is start increasing your cash savings because that'll give you so much more certainty in a time like this. Mm, exactly. I mean, you talk about, you in your book, the tales from a financial hot mess. I guess in those times, you know, it was even harder to save, whereas at the moment, in some ways, we're not able to online shop, you know, we're not able to be extravagant <laughs> with going out and spending way too much on brunch or dinners. So in some ways, like, as ironic as it is and as hard as it's going to be for a lot of people, this could be a good time where you can actually get quite good in a way with your money. Yeah, pandemic silver line. Hey, Hey, we'll look for them where we can, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but my petrol bill right now is nil because I am stuck at home. Mm. So that's something. And I certainly can't give in to any junk food or comfort eating cravings, uh, which I can be terrible on. So I think the big thing as well is if you are at the moment, you're stuck at home and you do still have a job, you are still able to keep working from home. The big thing is take all of those savings that you're getting right now and stack them in a cash savings account because you're not even going to notice it. And that will give you so much security. It will give you that mental peace. And it will mean that if worst comes to worst, because you know they're talking about the borders being closed for 18 months, things are going to be a little tricky for a while. So if the worst comes to the worst, you have that safety net. Everything is about right now giving yourself a safety net. Mm, I think the thing in New Zealand as well, we're very lucky that there is welfare, like there is support out there. They're not just going to let you fend for yourselves, even though it can feel quite scary because, you know, we are taught to be self-sufficient and we do have bills to pay, mortgages to pay, kids to feed and everything. But there is that as well, that we are very lucky in New Zealand that they are putting a lot into welfare right now. So I think, yeah, like you say, don't panic that you're going to get fed. You're going to have a place to live. Exactly. And I actually, I just did a a little summary of all of the things that the government's 
announced since this came into play. Um, And actually, it was really reassuring during that episode because they have increased the winter energy payment. They have made it easier to apply to work and income and you get extra money. They've got the wage subsidies coming through. And the big thing is on all of these things, if you think you're going to need it, get in touch with those people straight away because unfortunately, there are a lot of people in the same boat right now. There can be a little wait time. So if you need to talk to your bank, if you need to talk to work and income, just start those conversations as soon as you can. People are being so much nicer and more supportive than they sometimes are. Banks are super happy to talk to you. They do not want everyone defaulting on loans or whatever at the same time. So the silver lining in this is that everyone is genuinely working together. Mm. Nobody wants you to fail in this because they'll have everyone falling over at the same time. So thankfully, a lot of safety nets happening. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like a lot of the time, people might be going through this at times um, as happens in life and you might be going through it on your own. But at the moment, yeah, another silver lining for us is there's a lot of people on the same boat. So yeah, like you say, people are probably a bit more lenient um, and, and helping you work out a plan. Are there any other mm. tips? Right now, I think it's really smart to be like really careful. I mean, you don't really have much choice, but be smart with what you're spending at the supermarket, for example. And some people, it's really different for them. You know, like before a friend of mine was like, I can't just go pop and get something when I want it. So how can people better plan? I mean, I've been making meals and like, I don't know, freezing some, which feels like I'm being a a mum or a nana at the moment, but it's actually helping and like I'm saving money, you know? So it's it helps. You got to do what you got to do to get you through this time, right? Oh, absolutely. We are isolation domestic goddesses. (laughs) I have never had so many home-cooked meals in my life. I would say another really big one, apart from, you know, getting planned out and figuring out things like your groceries, writing a list, all that stuff. um, KiwiSaver, heaps of people have been messaging me about KiwiSaver, absolutely panicking about it because it looks terrible. It looks like you've lost so much money. And so people are saying, should I stop paying into it? Should I move? to conservative? Should I do all these things? Now, when times are good, you can mess with your KiwiSaver a little bit if you need to adjust it to your situation. When times are bad, you want to not touch it unless you absolutely have to. So KiwiSaver is misnamed. It is not a savings account. It is not you put in five bucks and you have five bucks. You put in five bucks and you have bought $5 worth of shares or bonds or whatever. By doing that, you've invested in the economy. Right now, the economy isn't great. A year from now, two years from now, I mean, we have survived insane economic crunches in the past. And every time society continues onwards, we rebuild. And usually it only takes a year to bounce back. Sometimes it takes two, but the recovery is surprisingly quick. It feels terrible when you're in the thick of it, but the recovery is quick. As long as you leave your KiwiSaver alone while it is bouncing around, going up, down, everywhere, it looks terrible. If you move it that's when you've solidified the bad stuff. Mm. If you leave it alone, it will bounce back in that year or two or however long it takes. So as much as you can, try not to touch it. The best thing you can do is not look. Tell yourself it's going to be okay because it will. Mm, exactly. Like, don't touch your face. Stay two metres apart from everybody and don't touch your KiwiSaver would be your advice, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Your Kiwi yeah. Saver right now is like your face. Don't touch it. <laughs> exactly. I love that. I mean, at the moment as well, like a lot of the time, if someone was to be leaving their job or losing their job, generally they would have a chance to you know, and how we're used to actually be able to look for a job. But right now, if you lose your job, you're not going to be able to necessarily get another job, are you? So what would your advice be to people there who may be finding themselves in that situation, which people already are? Yeah, and it's um, a really big blow to the ego. And I think kind of, we were talking about this before, it is the silver lining in this is that it's not your fault. Nobody could have predicted a worldwide pandemic that shuts down multiple industries. I know so many smart, talented people right now who have unfortunately lost their jobs for reasons that they had nothing to do with. And they will be fine. It's just how long it's going to take. So for starters, reassure yourself. Not your fault. Next, you might have to swallow the ego and get in touch with work and income. They are trying to make it somewhat easier for people. Just start that conversation, even if you're hoping to find a job really soon. Start the process because it can take a couple of weeks, a month. It can take a little while and you don't want to be already out of savings by the time you get in touch. Mm. And then remember that as much as um, a lot of jobs have shut down right now, Weirdly, some other jobs are needing more people. So it's not glamorous, but they do need supermarket workers right now. They do need cleaners right now. If you're in communications, they need a lot of communications people for getting through the various messages that are safety messages that are out there. And um, government jobs are often seen as a bit of a safe haven in times like this. So There are still options. So Mm. start the conversation with work and income and then start looking. You've just got to take an evening to feel sorry for yourself and then get moving. Yeah, exactly. And and there's so many good ideas in there and it may not be the glamorous career that you want or have, but it might be just what you have to do right now to get you through this time. And that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And you'll probably get some good stories from it at least. Another one I think is really helpful is maybe even getting in touch with a temping agency. I mean, they're probably being overrun right now, but there will be little jobs that are needing to be filled and that could be another sort of place you could get in touch with. And there's so many of them locally wherever you live as well. Exactly. Yeah. There is so much people probably want to know. And I think, yeah, being smart with your money when you have less of it and maybe losing your job, that seems like a whole nother, like, I just think for people that is, it's just a lot to think about right now, really, isn't it? It is. And you get so many conflicting messages. I mean, one really big one is I, until this crisis hit, spent so much time telling people, pay off your debt, pay it off as fast as you can, make extra payments. But now if people are worried about paying their day-to-day bills and they're worried about um, whether or not they're still going to have a job, it's pay your minimum on your debt and stack up as much cash savings as you can. Everything comes down to build up cash savings. If you can have three months worth of expenses, then that's ideal. That might be a lot to a lot of people. Anything is better than nothing. But it's in bad times, a lot of it becomes just bunker down, Mm -hmm. try not to rock the boat, build up a little safety net for yourself. And I think if people can just remember those key messages, it becomes a little bit less overwhelming and a little bit easier to stay calm and keep your head, you know. It's stressful, but some of the stress lifts when you realize you don't have control. You can't really make it better. So just leave it being 
go for your little walk around the block that we're allowed to do. Oh my God, those are amazing right now, don't you think? They're like, they're <laughs> I'm obsessed with my same. walk around the block. I love it so much. <laughs> I've never even really, like, I always go to other places to walk, but no, I'm getting to, we're getting to know our neighbourhoods, aren't we? I've never yeah, loved yeah, it yeah. so much. <laughs> <laughs> my bubble is just me and my husband and we all do a little lap around the block being like, ooh, I love what they've done with their garden. Ooh, what do you think of that retaining wall? I'm, I'm into that. Ooh, I don't like that though. <laughs> <laughs> so many people are, yeah, it's like we're living for our walks. It was this funny meme I saw the other day of a dog like up, I don't know if you've seen it, but up the top of like a shelf in a kitchen and it's like, no, everyone wants to effing walk me right now. I'm not going for a walk. So yeah, like. I did see that. <laughs> yeah, so good. We'll get back to the rest of our chat with Financial Wiz Francis Cook soon, but first a word from our sponsor, Dilma. While this lockdown period and the effects of this pandemic is a lot, make sure you take care of yourself and your well-being. Enjoy a cup of goodness at home with Dilma. Stay in good health, both body and mind. Go offline for some me time with a cuppa and stay active. Thanks, Dilma, for making this episode of the Self Love Club podcast possible. Now, where's my cup of tea? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I guess at right now, in some ways, you can't be silly with your money anyway, can you really? Like, you can't, I mean, there's always ways to be silly with your money, but you can't be doing heaps of online shopping right now. You can't be out, you know, spending it on heaps of things. So in some ways, it is a good time just to, like you say, you got to think about what do I need? And it's like, I've got to pay my rent. I've got to pay, you know, for food. If you can bring it down to those simple things that you have to pay for, you'll it actually isn't as hard as you think, right? When you really, I mean, when you're thrown in those situations, you've got to just sink or swim really, isn't it? Exactly. And it really does like times like this really remind you of what the core important things in your life are. So if you can keep a roof over your head, if you can keep food on the table, you can keep the lights on, you can keep transport if you need it. But hey, none of us actually need that right now. (laughs) Um, You know, those are the only things you truly need. And so the silver lining in this is it's a real, um, it really applies a bit of a razor to your life and makes you refocus in. Um, And frankly, the first thing I want to do when I get out of isolation and lockdown is go and spend some time with the family. I will still not be, you know, wanting to go shopping. That's not what I'm missing. And so I think it reminds you that you don't really need those spending comforts. You need the people comforts. And even when it's going to be a little rocky when we are coming out of this whole situation, it's going to be rocky for the next six months or so. It could be the next 18 months. But if you keep that focus on what genuinely makes me happy, what do I genuinely need, then it becomes that much easier to treat this as the rainy day and start making those rainy day moves of stack your cash and act broke, you know? And that is the ultimate advice you can give anyone in this situation. Mm, And I was going to ask you, I guess you've kind of answered that. It's like, how do we, because some people are going to be having less money, you know, those government payouts as like, that's amazing that the government's doing that for us. But, you know, that might be less than someone's normal weekly income and they're having to now pay their bills on less money. And in some ways we don't have as many things. You know, we are very lucky, the life we live. Um, I know not everyone's in that situation, but, you know, the things we're able to spend money on if you have a disposable income or, you know, we're even just able to go out for brunches or drinks we can't really afford. (laughs) Um, 
um, we can't do any of that right now. So I was going to ask you some tips on, because to be able to live, you need to be spending uh, less than you're earning or else you're going to F yourself. What are some ways people can be doing, and I guess that's self-explanatory in a lot of ways, of spending less than maybe, because if they're earning less right now, you know, especially if that weekly, they might be getting the $585 and they might get more than that usually. What would some of your tips be there? So the big one that I always, because I want people to use money only on the things that really serve them, right? We can get caught up in a lot of things that we spend on automatically that don't even make us happy. So again, in a way, this is almost like a good reset. So in normal times, I tell people to keep a money diary. And that is where you will... Every bit of spending for at least a week, uh, more if you end up enjoying keeping a track of these things, um, write down every little bit of spending you have and then how much you needed it. You know, Was it shelter, transport, food, utilities? Um, and then also how happy it made you. Because if you genuinely love a takeaway coffee and it only costs you $5, then that's fine as long as you can afford it and you put that in your budget. Whereas if you go out for drinks and you have two and then you just stick around and you have five more and you didn't even enjoy the last five and you weren't hanging out with people you liked, then that's actually a bigger expense that you could cut down or cut entirely. And so that's a really important thing is keeping track of how much you need it and how much you actually got happiness from that thing. Because mm. that's what money should be for. And then the next thing is even on those four core things, those are your big expenses, right? Housing, transport, food, they're your big expenses. And so actually you can save way more on your few hundred dollars of rent than you can on a $5 coffee. So I'm always like, no, attack those big expenses first. Can you reduce them in any way? Can you get in touch with the power companies and see who's got deals? Because power companies, they are notorious. They do not look after their existing customers well. Mm -hmm. They suck in new customers all the time with good deals that they don't offer to their existing ones. So Every single recurring bill you have, go through your bank statements and get in touch with every company and say, what can you offer me? Or look at what the opposition is doing. And you won't notice getting a different service from a power company. The electricity is going to still turn on when you flick the switch, but you could pay, uh, there was a survey in New Zealand, you could pay 50% less if you just shop around. Mm. And so that's, those are some painless things you can do straight away. Yeah, that's such good advice. There was something else I saw that you have a tip on. I think it's really good. So I wanted to, uh, to get you to talk about it. And I guess at the moment, again, we're not able to probably do this as much, which is kind of a good thing in a way, because it means you can save. But you have a, a tip on rotating what you cut back on each week. Talk, talk us through that. Yes. Um, this is actually one of my friends from uni gave me this tip. And so that's another tip is talk to your friends about money because you just never know who's going to have a genius tip that you can use. Um, she told me she every month will cut down on one thing. So maybe she won't go shopping that month. No new jeans or whatever. And then the next month she can go shopping again, but she might not be going out for drinks after work. And then, you know, always rotating those nice to haves, but 
really, we do want to keep them in some way, but they can soak up your money. Um, you never feel deprived overall. And I think that's the big thing is you don't want to ruin your long-term goals. You do still want to have a good life. By rotating these things around on what you're cutting back, then you can still feel like you're getting the best of mm. everything. Yeah. Thank you so much for those. I know that people would find your podcast and your book really helpful, but sort of give us a bit of a, an overview on how you, because you said you were a financial hot mess, like so many of us have been. Hello. Um, how did you turn that around for yourself? Yeah. So it's really funny. I had so many people get in touch with me being like, were you a hot mess? And it's so easy to pretend like you're not. You can just skate along on life. Everything looks fine on the surface. But um, I never got into debt or anything anything really bad. Um, but that was only because I was scared of my relationship with money. I knew I couldn't be trusted with a credit card. I was terrified of putting a foot wrong. And I would argue for a pay rise and get one and then still have somehow no money. And I couldn't work out what was going wrong. And I knew if I lost my job, I would be stuffed in like a week or so. And I, I just couldn't save and I couldn't work out what I was doing wrong. Um, and so I started the Cooking the Books podcast where we talk to a different financial expert. It's usually every week, but at the moment, I'm doing an episode a day because there's so much happening right now and people need more information. Um, but talking to those experts all the time and just cutting through the jargon to be like, what does the average person need to do? Um, and then just applying it all in my life and keeping a note of how it changed things. Um, and what I was shocked was that so much of it is um, avoidance, I think, for a lot of us, that money is scary and it's done by older men in suits and none of us stand a chance and we just need to earn more and then it'll be fixed. And actually, most people, unless, unless you're genuinely in poverty, most people could be doing markedly better with their money with just a few extra tips. And yeah. even in times like this... I'm feeling calm looking at my KiwiSaver, looking at my investments. I'm feeling calm watching them go crazy because I know that that's actually part of my long-term plan. It's okay. Mm, yeah, you're so right. I think the thing is money could be tight for people, but if you actually are honest with yourself... And, you know, maybe you do a lot of online shopping, which, well, you know, I'm not able to do that right now unless it's heaters, whiteware or laptops. That's all. <laughs> Those are the only sanctioned products online only at the moment. Um, you know, like if you stopped doing that, I know a couple of years ago I was really over going out every weekend. I stopped doing it and, man, I saved so much money. Um, you know, on drinks and Ubers and outfits and the next day when you're hungover and all the food you Uber eats, you know, like it's it adds up. And before you know it, like you can actually save money if you just look at what you're spending. You're so right. And that is the thing, isn't it? It's people think of budgeting as being deprived and never getting to have fun, whereas it's actually just looking at what do I enjoy what do I not enjoy that's soaking up my money? And you are prioritizing the things in your life that actually you want to do and making sure nothing else is creeping in and soaking it up. And so a successful budget should make you feel like you're living your best life. Yeah. You should not feel deprived at all. Yeah, exactly right. I like that. You know, focus on the things you like doing rather than, you know, going out just because you've, you, you, if you don't enjoy it, just stop doing it, you know. And then before you know it, I mean, it's going to be tight times for people for a long time, but you might better do things like 
travel or I don't know, just build at least build up your savings a little bit, which will help you feel more calm and safe during these uncertain times, right? Yeah. And the more that you sort of take the time to genuinely have a look at what's happening and face the various scenarios that could happen to you, it feels like that's going to freak you out. It feels like taking an honest look at things is going to be really upsetting. But our brains genuinely love certainty. And so when you stop, you know, ignoring your bank account and ignoring what might happen, it's bizarre how much happier it does make you, how much calmer you'll feel even if it's not great, because all of a sudden you can build a plan of attack and you feel more in control. And we like feeling like we know what's happening and we can do something. And you can do something. You can cut some expenses and you can stack your cash and get through this. Mm, Yeah, such good advice. Thank you so much for that. What are some things you're doing at the moment yourself Um, We talk a lot about self-care on the podcast and what are some things you're doing to take care of yourself during this time? And that self-care covers financially as well. You know, there's a whole different area of self-care. So I am, at the moment, I am following my own advice on (laughs) stacking my cash. (laughs) Good. You just never know. (laughs) So I am building up my savings. I already did have some, but I'm making it really, really super duper healthy. I am continuing to invest. I am considering to put money into KiwiSaver because I know that will be really good for long-term me. And that makes me feel more in control of the situation and that I'm not giving into any fears because it does look scary no matter how much you know about things. And then I'm making sure to um, take time outside when I can. You know, I am lucky enough I have a, a nice back garden that I love. And being around greenery actually reduces the stress hormone in your body. That's just a biological thing. So I went outside at lunchtime today and literally just lay on my back and stared at a tree. Oh, nice. <laughs> That sounds so dreamy. That's like lockdown heaven right now. Everyone's like, oh my God, yes, same. I did that and it made me feel a hundred times better. Right? Cheap thrills right now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Get outside, go for your daily sanctioned walk, um, obviously in your own bubble. Stay away from everyone else's bubble. But yeah, that definitely does help, especially if you're sitting at a desk working from home, you know, in and out of Zoom meetings, you know, getting stressed because the company's not doing so well. It's it's a lot to handle right now. There's a lot going on. I think those little walks getting out there each day are just, they are a lifesaver right now, aren't they? So I'm so glad we're allowed to do them. And it you. It does, yeah. Even like, it sounds a bit hippie and weird, but just like, yeah, lying in the grass or like, I like to put my feet in the grass sometimes because it does ground you, you know, like it, if it works, we'll do it. <laughs> so this good. is the thing. I feel like this is a the time, there's so much stress, there's so much pressure. Whatever works for you, is fine right now. There yeah. is, you know, there's heaps of parents on my Twitter and Instagram feeds and they're all laughing about how they're giving their kids all the screen time they want. And I'm like, yep, do it. You know, we just all need a bit of sanity right now yeah. and we're all getting through the best way we can. But frankly, when we're in lockdown, whatever gets you through, gets you through. Yeah. What's some advice? I always ask my guests this. You would give your younger self... I wish I had changed my KiwiSaver to growth years before I did. Um, That would have been really helpful. And I know everyone's freaking out about putting their KiwiSaver in conservative right now, but the down periods are when you make money. So if you can keep going, then your future self will thank you. Recessions are where 
millionaires are made. So I wish I had put my KiwiSaver in growth years earlier than I did. I also wish I had just started to learn more about it a few years earlier, just so I could have saved myself the stress and nerves about it. Because for so many years, I just felt anxious about money. It was just this thing I didn't want to think about. I didn't want to talk about. I didn't want to look at my bank accounts. I didn't want to know about it. And money permeates everything in your life. And so I I just wish I had got to grips with it a little earlier and saved myself the stress because man, life is nicer when you <laughs> just yeah. know a few tips. It money, doesn't take much. Money stress is one of the worst stresses. So yeah, just, yeah, that's some really good tips for us. You've given us so many pieces of advice and I guess right now people are in survival mode in a lot of ways. Um, on this podcast, we do talk a lot about, you know, doing the things you want to do in your life and living your best life, so to speak. What would be some advice you would give to women listening? And while these times they're probably just trying to like eat and like make sure they can pay their bills. But what advice would you give them about still being able to like dream big and do the things you want to do in life and that this isn't going to end that? Because I think some people have those fears right now. Yeah, I think remember that humanity has gone through challenges like this before. This feels like the worst crisis we have gone through, but... We've gone through literal plagues before and people survived and we've gone through huge economic crises before and people have survived and we're not all going to regress back into being in caves and hunting with bows and arrows or whatever else. It's going to be okay. It's just going to take some time. And so I think it's really helpful to bear in mind that sort of historical context Mm. that we have got through things before, this too shall pass, it's going to be okay, just going to take time. And then I think try and have a think about how you're feeling now and how you would want to achieve things in the future. One of the big things I often talk to people about is what would you do if you won lotto um, and got that million dollars? Because as soon as you start thinking about that, you've got your why, you've got your dream life. And those goals in your mind can really crystallize things. Suddenly, you know, if you want to possibly not go traveling these days, considering, <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, you know, if you want to buy a house or you want to look after your family or whatever else, it, it clarifies things. And then you can just look at it and go, you don't need lotto. You can you can sort yourself out. You can create that dream life, stay focused on that goal and decide what you're willing to give up to achieve that. Because I think for a lot of people, when you focus on the why, suddenly you find that you're willing to change a lot of things to get there. Mm, Yeah, you're right. And when you're thrown in those situations like people are now you realize that you can make things work and you will because you've got to like you've got to you've got to swim you can't sink you've got to keep going you know and i think people will find that fire in them a lot more which you do have to find to keep going in these times hey um francis well, before we wrap up i just wanted to quickly touch on you actually had been traveling before this and you um you were like you know you had your own scares that you had, did you have to do a test for covid is that right I did. Um, I was in Peru and Argentina. Um, Argentina, when things really got bad and we suddenly got warning that they were going to start closing the borders, we'd been hiking in the back blocks of Argentina. Um, So we had no idea. And then we got a little warning. And then as we tried to escape, it took three days to get out all the while 
borders closing around us, flights being cancelled. It was genuinely quite nerve wracking. Mm. Um, and then we came home and I just thought, thank God, you know, straight to self-isolation. Don't talk to anyone before the lockdown, obviously. And then two days we were home and we started to develop symptoms. Oh, no. And did, what was going on in your brain? Were you freaking out? After getting out of Argentina, I think that was my worst case scenario was being trapped in Argentina and having to ride out the pandemic there. Even though Argentina is a fabulous place, I don't know what their health system is like mm. and I would much rather be in New yeah, Zealand. Much so Yeah, so I'd already avoided my worst case scenario. But I must say when we went to one of those drive-through testing places um, and then our symptoms were bad enough that they did test us. And the nurse, when they take you aside for the testing, has this very long, flexible I've heard swab. it's horrible. Like goes right up your nose. Is that right? Talk us through it. Right oh, up there. Oh, dear. <laughs> she comes to the window of the car oh. and she makes you put your head back on the headrest. And she says, I have to put this <gasps> up your nose and swab the back of your throat. Oh, my God. And it's going to feel like I'm going too far, but that's what we have to do. Do. Oh my god! Did you? Ga- <laughs> I would have gagged a lot. Do you? Did you gag on her? Like, like I'm really sorry. I've got a bad gag reflex. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're really, really quick about it. Oh, but um, I admit, I couldn't stop myself. I snatched my head away because it it didn't hurt. It just was horrible, deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, she was right. It did feel like she was going too far. It felt like she was giving me a brain probe. But um, thankfully, uh, we did test negative. Oh, so it must have been a huge relief for you. How how are you feeling then? I feel like after A, getting out of Argentina, yeah. B, testing negative, I'm so calm about everything else. Yeah. I'm like, I'm good. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. And you've got plenty of times to have a little lie down, you know, and just chill out a little bit <laughs> amongst all the madness. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for your time today. I've really appreciated having you on. The- Thanks to Dilma for making this episode of the Self Love Club podcast possible. Enjoy a cup of calm at home with Dilma. Sometimes you just need to have a cup of tea and a lie down. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. Please subscribe for weekly episodes and catch up on apps you may have missed. Reviews and sharing the Self Love Club with your friends and on your Instagram stories helps heaps in spreading the self love message. You can keep up with the Self Love Club at Self Love Club Podcast and at Belle Crawford on Instagram. Plus, find resources and blog posts on my website, bellcrawford.com. We've got heaps of boss babes coming up to empower you through the rest of the year with weekly episodes available each Monday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.